Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including BoJack Horseman, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Sarah Potter. Hello. And Sam Quattro. Hey. BoJack is back. We are talking the first part of season six, which dropped today on Netflix, uh, podcasting night of the release, eight new episodes of BoJack. Just part one of this final season of BoJack that this got announced, you know, past month or two. 16 episode final season. We have the first eight episodes here. The next eight are coming at the end of January. Um, and we're going to be talking on this podcast about all eight episodes we've binged the season. And uh, we're going to be giving our initial takes, reactions, um, thoughts on all the characters and episodes. Uh, go watch season six. I'm calling this 6A. Um, part one of six, uh, six A, and then come back and listen to this podcast after we're going to be getting into spoilers for the entire season right away. Um, hopefully over the next few weeks, we'll start getting into the, uh, individual episodes. We'll have ep- ep- uh, episode podcasts uh, in groups of like one or two. Um, but for now, uh, thoughts on the entire season. So again, spoilers for this entire season of Bojack. And of course, find us at overlyanimated.com. Search for us on your podcast app by searching for Overly Animated Bojack. For the Bojack specific feed you can subscribe to. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube where we post all our podcasts, youtube.com slash overly animated. Okay. Big, big picture thoughts. I guess I want to preface this, um, by saying for me, um, this being part one of a season very much like affects things here. So I just want to give that caveat. Like, I think it's harder to discuss this half of a season because we're all usually on this podcast. We're talking about an entire season. We know where all the arcs were going. Um, like maybe you were like, Oh, these are two mini seasons. I don't know. To me, it felt like this is definitely just like the first half of a season. So it's very different here. Um, but you know, that being said, Sarah, what do you think of what we've seen so far from BoJack season six? Yeah, I agree. This is a hundred percent the first half and this did not click for me until like the last few minutes of the last episode mm-hmm. of the season. So I'm glad we're like going straight into spoilers or we're allowed to say spoilers. Cause yeah. like I need to talk about it like immediately because this season, it, this half season really feels like it's about, um, dealing with depression against like, like dealing with it and coping with it as yourself, like dealing with the way you feel about it, the way Bojack feels about himself and accepting that. And it feels like they're really leading up to the second half being about, well, you still did stuff in the real world as yourself. And this feels like we're just saying, okay, you can be okay with yourself and you can move forward as a person, but now that you're better, you do have to deal with the things you did. And obviously I can't like say that's definitely what's going to happen, but that feels like the setup we have. We had these seven straight episodes of things kind of getting better for Bojack, of Bojack feeling better about himself, or at least being at least at least trying to be a better person for the first time in what feels like ever. And then episode eight's like, okay, Bojack's doing better. He's actively trying to be better for himself, but he did all this shitty stuff to a lot of people. And he has to reconcile with that at some point. And I think that's a really interesting way to do it. And I think the way that they lead up to Peter being like, it didn't click who Peter was until he mentioned the prom. And I'm like, oh, that's what we're doing. And it was just so good. And the music just like cuts out and it's just this quiet, like scene on a balcony in New York. And it's just, I don't know, the whole season just kind of like fit perfectly as soon as that speech from Peter happened. Nice. Yeah. You didn't remember this extremely minor character from like four seasons ago? No? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Repeat. Maybe Sam remember. Uh, but yeah, okay. That's that's interesting that it came came in the focus there at the end, and definitely wanna to talk about those themes you're getting into. Um, Sam, what, what are your thoughts? Uh, initial thoughts on the overall half season here? 
I think I liked it. I don't Western know. Mark. Yeah. Oh, I guess I should yeah. have said I liked it because I do like it. It's Bojack, <laughs> whatever. I I don't know. I always have this thing with Bojack where you know I start it and I kind of feel meh for a lot of it, but then in retrospect, I'll be like, oh, I really like that one episode and this part and this, that, and the other, and the whole season as a whole eventually. But I, I think I like this off the bat. Um, one thing I noticed is that the season is about everybody, which in a sense makes it about nothing almost. Like, like Sarah was mentioning themes of depression, and I think there's themes of like how to move forward and reconcile with what you've done in the past for everybody involved here. But you know, there's so much ensemble and so much like, oh, we're moving forward in our lives happening that I don't feel like there's a ton of thematic weight as there was in previous seasons, uh, especially season four, three, etc. where, you know, it's just like, oh, yeah, Bojack's mom, that is the whole like picture of the season or, yeah, this movie or this thing like, I don't know, like I I don't know how to feel about having nothing tethered Mm. to the season. Nothing like, I guess Bojack going through rehab is the tether of like the through line of the whole season. But I think this season, the tether is that all the characters actually have like a similar theme of what they're going through. And I think that hasn't been like in the other seasons that hasn't been true. Like everyone, like you said, is dealing with things they did in the past and actually trying to decide how they want to move forward with it, which I don't think they've done before. And I think that's the tether. I mean more of, like, an outside source tether. You know what I mean? Like, oh, a plot mean, like, action. I mean, yeah, there's, like, no plot this season, it feels like. I, Which, I guess you, you know, isn't a bad thing. I mean, I really enjoyed what's going on with Diane, and I really enjoyed what's going on with Bojack, and, uh, you know, Todd was there, he's doing stuff, and so is Princess Caroline, etc. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I liked it, and I think for... Bojack is a show that I've always taken kind of like personally like oh there's a lot of stuff that I can deeper deeply relate to and I think this is you know not reflective on this point in my life since obviously I didn't write on the show I didn't make what's happening here but it's definitely I would say it's like grown with me and like I can appreciate what's happening here nice yeah I feel like Bojack's that type of show that you kind of relate to with your own life and yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I could like that. That's interesting. So how will it relate to, to each of us is that it's ending here? Um, this, I think, I think this first part of season six for me is the toughest to evaluate of, um, anything we've talked about with Bojack, just cause it's like half a season. We haven't had this experience before. And like, I don't know where a lot of stuff is intended to go. Um, I think a lot of first half of Bojack seasons would feel like this if we just stopped halfway through. So, um, like, even though it feels like, Maybe this is worse than the past few seasons, or maybe it's less interesting. Those are thoughts I've had while watching this. Um, Again, like a lot of interesting stuff, it's when it comes into focus in the second half. So I think it's kind of unfair to say that because it's just half a season. And um, it's, it's a lot quieter than past seasons of BoJack. I've seen... Um, Reviews talk about how it's a more subdued season. Um, I really agree with that. I think there's no episode here that's very ostentatious at all. Um, maybe like the first one's the one that jumps out to me in terms of like the loudest uh, and what it's saying. But um, think like the last two last two episodes that we get are like these um very quiet thing character things that switch back and forth between a bunch of characters. 
uh, and uh, it's, I, I think those it's successful, like to varying degrees with that type of thing. Um, the main, uh, I like mostly agree with Sarah about like what the season's about. Like for me, it's like Bojack primarily is like, we're, this is like Bojack's reckoning is what we're getting into here. And we're, we're spending the final season of Bojack giving him consequences for his actions finally. And that is like very satisfying to me. Um, I've been a long hater of Bojack, like as a person, not as a character, like he's a phenomenal character. I just despise him. And so this is very satisfying that all these horrible things he's done, which made me hate him are going to actually have consequences on him now. And um, we jump immediately into the season with Sarah Lynn and it feels so cathartic um, because it's, it was, it just, it felt so jarring in like a bad way, not like a bad show. It just like emotionally bad that, season three ends and like then it's just gone like it's done it's like that this just happened and we like we're past it and and it's it was like very realistic but now okay i can get some emotional closure from some things that have happened on the show and i think that's like very much that to me is i guess like the through line but it's it's more of a like a high level thing than has been in the past the credits now are about like bad things Bojack's done in the past, you know, like, I think this is, and then episode eight, it's finally starting to converge plot-wise in terms of, like, okay, we're actually going to go here plot-wise. So, um, I really like that aspect of the season. I find that very compelling. I found the the rehab stuff very compelling this season. Um, didn't find any other characters' plot line super compelling, honestly. Um, mm. Any of the I other... Wow, well, you didn't care about, um, I don't know. Which whoever. one? Whoever. Uh, Ruthie or uh, yeah. Guy um, or any of okay. that? I cared about Judah because Judah's amazing, but that's more just... <laughs> I don't describe Judah's part. Uh, yeah, the Princess Carolyn being a mom didn't, didn't find that super... I mean, it was like very well uniquely presented. I think it was like obviously executed very well, but yeah, I don't know. I just I think that's the weak point of the, the half, half of the season so far is the non-Bojack characters um, weren't... I didn't find super compelling. Um, the other thing is that this... The season, like I said, it kind of like just jumps from plot to there's like episodes five, six and seven to a certain extent. I don't even know what they're about. Like they just like just switch between characters plots all the time. And two, three and four were more focused. I wasn't I still didn't find them incredible. Um, Like three, I think might have been my favorite of those three. But um, the show, I feel like last season we made great strides with unique forms of storytelling on the show not just abc plot and i feel like these eight episodes went back to abc plot to a certain extent um so i was a little disappointed by that um but i don't know i think i disagree because i i, I mean we can get to it when we like talk about episode by episode but i think a lot of these episodes definitely stretch ab plots specifically like episode four i think is really great like i think it's just four, like i would say yeah i would say four is the most unique narrative thing of the yeah um so i i appreciate i appreciate episode four i think i prefer the the episode four types of episodes last season but um i still yeah i, think, I know what you mean like it's, yeah. it's it's i think this episode the season is just i don't think there's like a standout episode i actually like episode seven a lot and i wanted to talk about okay. it a lot and i'm surprised that you didn't I, I, I like episode seven. I like the second half um, when Bojack starts going places. Uh, I think there's things in episode seven that don't work yet because we don't know where they're going. Um, the standout episode to me is episode one. Um, I think this is yeah. like by far the most successful in terms of, I mean, I'm like, 
very Sarah Lynn focused, uh, in my view of Bojack. So like, this is, this gets right into that. It's more focused on just the Bojack side of things. It's like, it, we, the only time we bring up the other characters is when we have like this five way phone call. Um, so that five way phone call is incredible. <laughs> pretty stupid, but like, this is like that, that's like, the, it's like, oh yeah, of course. Like I found the Bojack stuff the best. So the episode one is most Bojack focused. I also really like the last episode a lot when we focus in on these very good side characters, um, that like, I'm glad, really glad we, brought kelsey and gina back and hollyhock these are like three of the best characters on the show and it's like at least they get an episode here um but yeah it's i think these loses like good um but it's a different experience where we're at now with bojack into because just we're like in the middle and i think some things are going to be hard to comment on until we get the the full slate um i i think you know, I, I think I want to get into like this Bojack reckoning thing. Like to me, like to me, this is the big highlight of the season. I think it's where episode eight ends. It's like uh, in two separate plot lines, people are queuing into terrible things Bojack has done in the past. Um, but it's also just like Bojack is dealing with it when he's in rehab. It's it's what he's coming to terms with that he's hurt people. Um, and then also just like overall, like I said, the intro I think is is queuing in on things from previous seasons so like every i feel like every aspect of the show is is driving us in this direction um yes i also just think this whole episode is just like really well constructed because we have this one plot line that clearly they're going for like there's this character who's honing in on bojack's mistakes they don't know it's about bojack yet but they're Mm. they're like trying to figure it out what happened to sarah lynn and then we have kelsey who we know she feels hurt by Bojack and she feels, and we think that this episode is going to end with her. Like, and we see Gina and like, we think that that like plot line is going to lead to Gina being fi- like her finding out about Gina or something in that nature. And then we have Hollyhock who just doesn't like seem like the person who would have the like big reveal, but they like twist all of that backwards based on the expectations at the beginning of their plot lines in that episode. And it's just really good because you don't expect the like big Bojack reveal to happen to Hollyhock, the character we care about most of all these characters, even though it makes the most sense. Yeah. um, I agree with that. And also I think a big part of that is that uh, each of these characters is, we see the effects Bojack had on their lives. Um, You know, Gina is, is, uh, has a hard time performing scenes and after Bojack strangled her and um, Hollyhock like is very afraid of like losing control and drinking because of that, which I definitely thought was because of Bojack. Um, so I, I really appreciate that part of the, uh, of the episode is see- seeing Bojack's consequences manifest in these characters we left behind before the season. Yeah. And I, it, it's, and I think that in some way, like we see, Sarah Lynn through the whole season and through Paige, Paige's like like just the way she, what am I looking for investigating the way yeah. she's investigating we're, looking, we're we're hearing Sarah Lynn's voice from the grave but being twisted into this thing that isn't really Sarah Lynn because we know her we know she wouldn't do this yeah and Sarah Lynn is very present throughout the entire season we get fl- flashbacks of many things in Bojack's life especially the oh, set of horsing around. Um, that's another, th- I think that's like the big through line through the season as well. Like I think more than half of these episodes have flash Bojack flashbacks in them. Um, Sam, what do you, I, what do you think conceptually of spending, if this is what this last season is doing, spending the last season of Bojack, like reckoning with the, the, the things Bojack has done previous in the show. Do you think this is like a good direction for, to end the show on? Yes. Considering the show up to this point has just been all about Bojack fucking up. Mm. But the thing I wonder is 
where do you end that? Like, like, just like literally, like, because we set up, oh yeah, Hollyhock's gonna find out that Bojack did like this really fucked up thing, and like Bojack's already fucked up numerous people's lives. So I'm wondering, and this is like what I wonder in real life too. Like, how do you, like, at like, what happens? Like, as the person who committed those acts, what? Do- you do how do you try to quote unquote make it better and i'm really interested to see how the show is going to answer that question if it's even going to touch it at all maybe you can i don't think that you can so i'm not sure what's going to happen and i think that's an interesting thing that the show is poised to say but it's an interesting thing to say but it might not be good television and that's the problem like it's it's how do you end a story like this when the answer is just there's no answer, and it, I'm not saying they can't do it. I'm just saying it's a really hard thing to do and do it right, and I'm worried that I don't know. Because if they say that you can get better, you can move past this, that says that like all these horrible things BoJack did don't matter, and that's kind of not right. But if you say you can't get better, that's just kind of so dark and bad, and like people can get better. I think there's people on the show that are getting better, and it's just I don't know what you're supposed to do in this situation because it's so hard. Yeah, I think, and then Bojack already this season is starting to try to make amends with, you know, we see him calling people and apologizing. Um, and, uh, I, I find that interesting too. Like, what, what, where is this heading with Bojack? Um, and Eve, like, it, it, it's, so first of all, I think it's interesting that this is the season where Bojack is like clearly the best he's ever been as like a human being. Like, I think it's like kind of what we thought last season was because you kind of get the rug pulled out from under you at the end with like, oh, Bojack was, um, on drugs the entire time and then strangles Gina. Like, like he seemed like he was much better, but then like he really wasn't. Um, and then this season, like he actually probably is a lot better of a person, but it's also the season where he's actually going to deal with his consequences. So, um, you know, like there's going to be a contrast between who Bojack is now versus, you know, how people are going to be feeling about him once they find out the things he's done. Um, and, uh, Bo- Bojack is still, one of the biggest things I'm trying to wrap my head around is like Bojack still does harmful things this season. Um, even in rehab and like just getting out of rehab and trying to be a good person, he's still like doing shitty things, but it's almost like inadvertent. Um, and like, I'm not sure what the show is trying to say about that. I think it's interesting. But I mean, like, I think there's, I'm sorry. I keep, <laughs> it's just, it, it, I, I think I've, I've been wrestling with that like a lot lately with this idea of like people can be shitty, even if they're not meaning to like, maliciousness does not like not need to be involved in an abusive or shitty relationship or just a shitty person. And I don't think Bojack was very malicious in most of the shitty things he's done. And that's the problem. He doesn't care. He's not malicious. Like that's kind of the root of the problem. That's a great point. You know, like it's not like Bojack is purpose is, has like malicious intent when he basically kills Sarah Lynn. Like it's, it's just, he's just a terrible person and like not thinking about anything and its consequences. Um, and so this, this season he like inadvertently gets his, uh, horse therapist, uh, drunk and sets him and off the wagon and, uh, has like really bad effects on this person's life. And like, from our, I don't know, like from our perspective, it's like, Oh, he was keeping this. He wasn't even intending to drink the vodka. And it was like, as like a keepsake, a sentimental thing. And like, he, it was like total by, totally by accident, but like, yeah, what's the difference between that and some of the thing, bad things he's done in the past? Is he still at fault? Um, I don't know. And like, I don't know. At some point this season, I thought like, oh, it doesn't seem like he cares that much. Like when, um, when he like checked, the, like he did do the right thing and, 
and and put the the put the therapist into rehab and like I don't know I I was I was struggling to figure out where Bojack's head is at towards the end of the season. I think it's clear at the beginning, especially with the horse therapist, because I think the horse, like the horse therapist, I think is a lot easier than the things he's wrestling with later because the horse therapist in all honesty has a lot of problems too. And he's in a situation where he's kind of in the wrong as well. Obviously he shouldn't have been like, like clearly that was bad. Like that he drank the vodka, like that should not have happened, but he's somebody who's not qualified as a therapist, who's just getting money from people to quote unquote, help them get better. And they just keep coming back and coming back. And that's a whole different dialogue. And I don't really want to have that conversation about whether rehab works or not in the way it is in the show. But the fact is that it seems like the horse therapist, what was just waiting for a straw to break him. And it just happened to be Bojack was standing there. And I don't know if we can, and it's hard in these situations. because Bojack always seems to be the straw that breaks the camel's back in a lot of situations, except for things like yeah. I, I don't think That's he was the straw point. that like yeah like. But I mean like, and on the other hand, he choked Gina, and that was not really a straw. He just did that. Like of all the things he's done, like that kind of and, and Penny too. Like those just feel like that was a step way further. Like Sarah, he just pushed. Wow, Sarah just pushed. I, I just realized the way same name. Sarah, Sarah Lynn just he pushed. He he pushed her with like a straw that broke the camel's back, and it just felt very similar. In that, like, is he to blame for this person's that's addiction? A, it's a, and it's the a fact good that, comparison. Yeah, yeah, um, and, and but I don't know. And he blames him, and she, he blames him for it. And I think that's not fair to Bojack in this one situation. And I think Bojack realizes that finally. That in sometimes, even when things bad things happen to him, it's not his fault. And that's great. But he hasn't confronted the really hard stuff that was his fault. He's confronted the easy stuff that was really tragic in his life. But yeah. he's still done shitty things. It's a good. I think now that you say it, I think it's a, an intentional comparison to Sarah Lynn, probably. But um, yeah. I also think he still hasn't confronted Sarah Lynn. Like this, like at, in the begin, the, the the season opens with us finally seeing like what happened with Bojack at the end of like, he was like lied about his role in Sarah Lynn's life yeah. and erased it. And uh, it, like, he says he needs to make changes then starts drinking again. And like, so we saw that he's, he's not confronted that and he's grappling with it internally, I think throughout the season. Um, and kind of the other aspect of this in terms of um, Bojack and fault. And like, I, I think like, maybe fault is a interesting concept that this season is playing with. We get a lot of flashbacks and we see him, why the way he is. And we also see him things that were even worse than we imagined. Like him, he like gives Sarah Lynn alcohol for the first time. It's like, wow, that was even worse than we ever thought in terms of Bojack's role and fucking up Sarah Lynn's life. But he didn't Um, actively give it to her. I'm not saying he was in the right, but I'm just saying that like, he, he's not malicious. Like I was saying earlier, he's just, Bojack is I think the season is clear though that those things are wrong like it's yeah no they are it's it's so interesting because yeah Bojack is not maliciously doing things even choking someone he doesn't have malicious intent but he wasn't like he was under the influence it's that he just is so like unconcerned with anyone else that he can't think about how what consequences these things he's doing are like but that in itself is still malicious like I like I still like like it's malicious in his in his selfishness and and his and we we have the like Bojack narcissist painting this season, but like, like um it's it's yeah it's it is it's true like we're honing in on this like he's so unconcerned about his con- the consequences he might have on other people that that's like his version of like malicious. 
Because, like, we have characters in this show who are malicious to other people. Like, uh, I, I, I'm struggling to think of them because they, they, it's just, like, Bojack's such a focus of the season. Like, we didn't really focus on anyone else. But there have been characters in past seasons who have done mean things in ways that, like, feel malicious. But I don't think those people are evil. I don't think Herb is evil because he's malicious towards Bojack and, like, not forgiving him. Like, that's not evil. That's him being a person. It's almost like if Bojack was a little more malicious, like— he would be more of a rounded person if he cared about it, even. It's almost like, worse that he, yeah. he just doesn't care. Like, yeah, and, and at the same time, the other thing is that, like I said, the season does explain a lot of why, why he is the way he is. And it's, it's, we get Bojack, like, we're blaming Bojack a lot this season. We're also trying to, like, paint a fuller picture with these, with these, uh, flashbacks of, um, his parents and, um, like him being basically pressured into alcohol, like many points throughout his life, like helping to explain, you know, why, why he's in the state he's in. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but we also see flashbacks of him, um, especially in the first episode, he's like lashing out at people around him because of, um, you know, maybe bad things that are, are like the bad circumstances he has with his parents and he had growing up. Um, so I don't know. I just, I just found that to be this for me. That was like the, the emotional centerpiece of the season is like, you know, yeah. the first episode specifically, how like every time there was a flashback to his life, we're like, Oh, we're seeing the first time he's getting drunk. And then you realized, Oh no. And then it keeps getting keep early, younger. earlier. Yeah. That was such a gut punch when I realized after like the second one, like, Oh, we're just going to get younger each time. And it was just kind of heartbreaking seeing this happen as he got younger and younger. And you saw just him becoming person, someone that he hated and it's just and that's the problem with bojack like and that's the problem with like blame like this in general that like he's not to blame for the shitty stuff his parents did to him but he needs to learn how to cope with it and he's just not and and he's it, still and even though he's not to blame for all that he's still to blame for his own actions yeah um, yeah uh it's 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 like a very complicated hard to conceptualized yeah. picture of of him that this this season is starting to put together sam where where are you emotionally with bojack after this season i guess like what has has this changed your view of him like is is there's a lot of additional information i think here on why he is the way he is all right i don't want to be like that person but i've always skewed more sympathetic towards bojack i know that he does a lot of really unforgivable things but when you get that backstory though yeah. I don't know. It, it's hard for me not to feel bad for him in a way, even though like I recognize that he's a really shitty person and he's done really bad things. And I don't think that he's ultimately all that redeemable, but he still tries. Um, I want to make sure I haven't misrepresented myself because I feel a lot of sympathy towards him. Like, like I think I can be sympathetic towards him and still think that he's not a good person. Oh, what do you feel about Bojay? Is that very yeah. I mean... I can admire his dedication to getting better um, and trying to become a better person. But, you know, the last episode is the real test on whether or not that's to be seen. Because, you know, it's, like I said, it's poised to set up BoJack actually, like, full, like not just the Sarah Lynch shit, just fully being culpable for the actions he's done in the past by people he loves. Like, Hollyhock's gonna, like, call him out on the shit, and I, I don't know what's gonna happen there. So, I feel... question mark, question mark, question mark but then, about Bojack at this point in time. Yeah. Then and, it's like... 
sorry. Oh, go, go ahead. I'm gonna. No, like it's, it's just when we talk about that, when we talk about him being culpable, it's just like hard for me to like I realize like what I want for BoJack because like what I want for BoJack is different than what I think he deserves. Like I think he deserves to go to jail for a lot of the crap he's done in this show, but that's not the best for his character for him to get better. Like, but he still did those shitty things. It's like so hard to decide like where I think the show should go with him. Yeah, that's what I was gonna bring it to. Like, in ter- back back to in terms of like where we're going with BoJack. Um, I mean, I think like, since it's a TV show, uh, an immediate things that comes to mind is like, is Bojack going to die at the end? Um, and I, I, I don't the, know. I, uh, yeah. I've been thinking about that. Yeah. Is death the only redeemable thing that can happen to Bojack? I don't know. It's, it's in some ways the most appropriate thing that would happen to him after, if this season I, is truly about reconciling with the things he's done, you know, in some ways, you know, sure. Um, if anybody deserves to die to a certain extent, he might. Um, but like, it also feels like not the type of thing this show would do. Like, I think it's too clean. Like, this show is very grim and realistic. Um, and it feels like Bojack needs to live to, to deal with the things that he's done. I feel like that maybe is more of the show's position. I also think that there's like some badness involved if we like there's a there's a lot of people who watch bojack and feel a connection to him and feel a connection to like his sadness and his inability to like it better and like if you end a show like that like with him killing himself i don't know if that's a good idea like that yeah, might send I mean, you know, he could, i think he'd die other ways but yeah that's true like bojack's also very representative of um us in a, in a lot of ways and men- mental illness wise so um I think that needs to be considered too. Like he's, 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 his character has a lot of directions here. Yeah. Yeah, I I just mean that like, I think that there is, it does. I don't think that like stories should always be beholden to the fans and beholden to like the message, like, like specifically the message that it's become, but it's just that like, that feels a little like irresponsible to me. If you like make a show about mental illness and then just have the person die at the end without really like giving it the right tone. Yeah, like they, yeah. I, I mean, it would depend on how they do it. He doesn't need. Yeah. To, it doesn't need to be that he kills himself. He could just, you know, die. Like, um, but I'm still he is, he is, about he is, any ending. Know, like, I don't even know. He could, maybe we flash forward and see him die. I don't know. Like, but it's it's he's just not that young, you know. So, um, and, and had health. I mean, has drinking problems and stuff. I don't know. Like, you could see things catching up to him, but liver uh, failure. And we did emphasize his age in the last couple episodes with his hair getting it's like gray up. hair. Yeah, it's yeah. very interesting. I mean, we in terms of where he ends this, I mean, I guess we should note that like he ends these eight episodes um with gray hair now, um accepting a professor position at Wesleyan and an old horse town like and like connecting oh, to the God. old horse life with the service there and like that's the last thing we see of him i just realized that hollyhock's gonna confront him about something he did to someone as a high schooler was he's a teacher at a school that's just so bad that's gonna look so yeah, bad to hollyhock probably he's not keeping that job I don't no know. he's <laughs> definitely not but that's when hollyhock's gonna first like see him that's, after that as a professor i'll be in when it catches up to him yeah like um, 100 bojack has not told hollyhock that he applied for that position yeah i guess he yeah i guess it wouldn't be the biggest surprise after their conversation but yeah um so i don't know like yeah sam what do you think of like you know bojack's a professor he's older he what did you did you have any thoughts on him connecting with the the old uh the reenactment i don't know i, was, I thought that was interesting uh not really honestly i was like oh so it kind of connects back to i guess in one of the episodes when the what the fuck is his face dr champ or whatever 
Uh, he was like, oh, Bojack, you're not friends with any horses because you resent your dad. And the la la And I was like, oh, is this Bojack trying to, like, reconnect with the horse species? Yeah. Race? Whatever? Yeah, I thought, I thought that, too. I guess so. Why not? Yeah. I think that was at least part of it, but it was very um, hands-off in terms of what it was trying to say. I actually think it was a little more hands-on towards the end, because I thought the actual service was definitely supposed to make us think about that conversation with Dr. Champ. Um, but I think the last line of the episode, when the the actor who's playing the preacher says, we restart in 30 minutes, and we'll just keep doing it all day, is just like, I feel like it's a commentary on this season in general, where it's just like, Every time we do this, like, it seems like you're getting better. You're feeling better. You're talking to people. But it's like you're just standing in place. You're not actually progressing anything. You're just patting yourself on the back. And I think that that's just a commentary for – because that's the last part of the season before we get to episode eight. Like, I feel like it's supposed to be this bow tie on the fact that, hey, Bojack, that's great. I'm glad you're feeling better about yourself. But you do need to leave that sermon at some point and go out into the rest of the world. And what does he need to do when he when he gets out into the rest of the world? Episode eight is called a quick one while he's away. Bojack is not present in the episode and we see his effect on a lot of other characters. What if the second half of the season Bojack's not super present in? Um, You know, like, is it will we follow him? Like he's there. He could disappear to Connecticut. And then like his consequences, we see that start to come up. And then maybe only at the end of of the season does he really enter the picture again? Like, I don't know how how we're going to handle him. uh, I don't know. I don't know. And it's just, it's just, again, it's like, I do like it, it. And the hardest part again, is just that Bojack does seem better and I'm happy for him, but it's just like, Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, like he does seem better. And I'm ha- proud of that. I'm also happy that he's getting like, uh, like his, his things he did will have some effect. I also feel icky about him comfortably feeling better about yeah. himself and moving on with his life, being a professor. I feel very icky about that. But I mean, like, and I think that's the point of the end of this episode. It's saying, the sermon's saying, like, he's saying, like, you're doing this in this clean, cold environment where everyone's pretending to be happy for you and better, but it's just an act. It's just going to keep repeating over and over again. And he's not facing anything besides these people that will forgive him. He forgave and he helped the people and he went to the people that he knew loved him already. He knows Diane loves him. He knows Hollyhock loves him. And as much as he hates it, he knows Mr. Peanut Butter loves him. And he went to those people to help them. And he should because they're a support system. He should go to them. But he didn't go to the – he didn't face the people he hurt. He should, I'm not saying he should go to them. He didn't face them personally. He didn't face that trauma of doing that horrible thing to those people because he hasn't. He's confronted the easy stuff. That's a good point. I mean, he still hasn't told Sarah Lynn's mother his role in what happens. He hasn't uh, talked again to Gina. Not that Gina wants anything to do with him, but like, you know, like there are people who he's hurt in major ways and he he didn't apologize to this season. That's, yeah. That's a good point. And I think that there is some like credence to the fact like he's dealing with Sarah Lynn by like having that like that water bottle like and he remembers her every time he sees alcohol he sees those stars at the planetarium yeah. and that like and I think that's fair I think that's fair to him um, except for the fact that she died if she hadn't died because of him that'd be fine Bojack you're allowed to have that remembering like that that like thing in your head remembering her but it's just you're culpable here 
I, th- I think that, and I think like, even if he were to comfortably retire or not like, you know, like move and be like this comfortable professor thing and move away from everyone, like he, he would, he's still going to be grappling with this himself. Like he, yeah. he's remembering Sarah Lynn the entire season. He still feels guilty about it. Um, and, uh, I, I think like, I don't think he can run away from, from this. And, and, yeah. all, you know, also Charlotte and Penny, these are other people he needs to, he needs to talk to Apollo. I mean, I mean, probably, you know, like he doesn't need to be in some of these people's lives at all, but he's, he hasn't dealt with these things, you know. He like needs to confront it in some way. And yeah, it probably, like, he probably should not talk to most of these people again. Yeah. But, but I mean, like, he should confront it in some really way. He hasn't done anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I think that's going to be that's going to be really that's the thing I'm I'm most interested in for this part too is like you know what like clearly it seems like plot wise things will catch up but yeah. to BoJack episode eight makes that clear but like what are we doing with that you know where where's this all kind of going with BoJack yeah. and and I, I don't think we can predict that I, I just don't think yeah and it, I mean it's influenced by this being you know the final season of BoJack and I think we learned that this was not like a planned final season um the from the way Raphael taught it, like basically after every season, he checks in with Netflix on if they're going to continue the show. And it seems like after last season, they said this, this is probably going to be the last season. So like, it wasn't like where he wanted to end the show, but he did was able to plan this entire season based on it being the last season. Yeah. Um, it's like they gave them like extra episodes to work with. And then, like, and then also yeah. you get extra episodes. So yeah. like, I mean, in, in terms of like how Netflix handled it, if they were going to end it, I think it was great um netflix like cutting bojack as a show short one of the most brilliant shows in tv history is uh just a t- horrible sin and like something i don't want to be bad right now something Dylan, they, they can never pain. repent from how many other crappy shows they green like like okay but anyway i um, mean everything has to end sometime not big it, you know not it does player. but i and, think and like it's not like bojack would like uh the, the bojack creator and writers would like have the show gone forever but it should be their call i think like i think bojack's one of those shows that's earned that for yeah. sure um but it's true most shows do end in some way like this um can we just talk about um how bojack's change is a lot facilitated by the fact that he's really rich because i think that's also a theme of this season privilege yeah like the fact that yeah there's a lot of privilege talked about we talked about a little with todd even like, I mean, I todd is the, that's the thing that came to me most is the season season confronts todd being white and his privilege yeah yeah, but I think the biggest thing here is that we see a lot of people getting or trying to get better, and the people getting better are the people who are rich or the people who are helping them. Like, like Diane's not getting better until her rich friend can just show up. Like, I'm speaking Bojack again when he comes over and cleans her place, and I'm not saying that he's not nice to do that, but Diane just didn't have the energy because she was so worried about money and so worried about her life. And if she did everything wrong, like it's hard to not think about money in that way. Like it's, it's hard to say that like Diane wasn't thinking about money in that situation because it's just a normal part of everyone's life. If you're not rich, like you have to think about it. You have to, it's always there. And I think that's just a common thing in this entire season. Like there's the guy in the AA meeting who's living in the, in the storage closet, who's obviously not getting better. And it's just like a joke that he's like living in a supply closet and supposed to be kind of funny, but it's like, it's really sad. Bojack has the chance to get better because he has the funds to do so. He has the chance to go apologize. Bojack goes on a cross country apology tour because he has money to fly. Yeah. Yeah, He stays for six months in. And he stays for six months at yeah, And he just can. And we never talk about. It's $100,000 a session. Yeah. Like. uh, the money, but he just does it. 
Yeah. Um, like, Bojack's always been a show about privileged people. Um, I think this season is better confronting that than past seasons yeah, have been. I think so. And they yeah. confront it with, they, they joke about it with the white whale stuff, but I kind of wish they went a little bit further at some of the times. But yeah, and that's true. The season has a lot of capitalism commentary as well. Um, yeah. Okay. I mean, I want to talk about that more with Todd, but we'll get into each character. Sam, any other thoughts on um, Bojack or where we're going there? No. Okay. <laughs> Are you, is, do you, would you do? Would you agree when I say that like that's the thing I'm most interested in seeing part two? Would that be your your number one? Um, honestly, I'm more interested to see what Diane's up to. Okay, let's Diane's let's start with me. Diane then. I was gonna, I want to go through each of the other main characters, so we can start with Diane. I think Diane has an episode, uh, like mostly to herself, episode three, and then is not super present in a lot of other. Parts yeah, of the season. I was upset. I didn't like that. Yeah. I feel like I, I, we've done that with Diane before. I feel like she sometimes Diane. fades into the background. I think it was last season. She like yeah. didn't show up a lot last season. And that was like a thing of it. Like like there was the point where they like met up again and they were just like, Yeah, we haven't been talking. Yeah, I think I think episode seven introduces a big plot point with Diane. Diane is depressed. Um and yeah. then she starts taking I wanna get more into that. Yeah. yeah. Well, what'd you think of that coming up, Sam, for a character? I liked it. I mean, it was very hashtag relatable and I don't know, like, I kind of wish that the show kind of, like, you know, runs a lot with Bojack and Diane's friendship, but it's always coming from, like, Bojack's side for the most part. Very rarely do we get to see, you know, Diane's stuff and her mental health stuff and her life, and I just want more of that, and I just get so, uh, I just love Diane so much, and I just want to see more of her, and... Even if she has this boyfriend now, you know she's still she's still my my fave. <laughs> I mean, it's, a, it's an inherent negative. She has this boyfriend. I, I think right. this is probably that's, her most healthy relationship, right? That sounded mean. I don't uh, know if we can even say that just because like we don't see a lot of them. We don't see a lot of them. I think it's maybe that's the way it's supposed to be presented. That it's like a very yeah. But um, they do the but, Bojack thing where they. Sh- leave out a lot of stuff where it could not be healthy and and then also like she she fly she moves across the country and then seems not okay after that so i don't know i don't know i I don't like the idea that oh you need to have like a significant other other in order to like like value yourself more and see yourself worth and while i think at the end of like well in episode seven it kind of becomes well you know a combination of her friends bojack and you know, a guy, you know, helping her see, oh, maybe I should start doing this more healthy thing, even though I don't want to, because, you know, it'll make me better or whatever. But I, I don't know. I, I just, I don't like it when it's presented that, like, relationships are the end-all be-all of a person's, like, morality or their, you I, know, ability to become better people. I agree with everything you said. I just really connected with Diane's story this season, so it's hard for me to like not like 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 I do think I do dislike that, but the way that this the, this is framed, I get what happened with Diane. Like I understand. Like a big part for me, like in my journey, was that I went to school in Colorado and then I came back out to the East Coast for for my now husband because. I wanted to live with him. Like I didn't want to be long distance anymore. And when I came back and be- went with my husband, 
I was still depressed. And that just hits you a lot harder. Cause like you're constantly on this when, when you're in depression, like you're like Diane said, you're constantly at this point where like you turn over things and there's just more, nothing, there's more, nothing, there's more, nothing. And you set up these ideas of like, if I go to Chicago, if I go with this, with guy, I'll be better. I'll feel better. And Diane got there and she didn't. And the idea that you're not better, that it's not better. Even when you got the thing you want is just so much more painful than just that, mm normal feeling of just not feeling good it's this idea of like you can't get better and i understand where she's coming from it's 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 about how depression it's always kind of there but when you notice it it gets so much worse yeah and um i i I can connect with that aspect as well um diane said something i think in episode three when she was thinking about it like i don't want to be or like i don't want you to be like my only source of happiness yeah. You know, which I th- I think was a very adult and like grown up thing to comment on. Mm. And, and I don't know. Like I've made similar big decisions in my life in terms of like moving where I am, you know, across the country, etc. to figure out what I'm doing in my life and you know, th- that was something I could connect to as well. But I don't know. I yeah. think uh, but I think there's like a there's a what's the word I'm looking for? It's just it's 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 a logical fallacy what she's talking about. Like where she's like, you're the only good thing in my life. That doesn't mean cut it out. That doesn't mean you're pulling them down. You there's this person who's trying to be part of your support system. There are people in my support system. I think that both of you are my support system. And it's just like I don't cut you out when I feel bad. And that's what I've learned to do when I get better. And Diane is thinking that she should not pull the other people down with her when she feels bad, but she's ignoring the fact that she's part of guys support system. She's part of other people's support system. And she's, it, I'm not saying she's selfish. because That's stupid. Cause she's depressed and she needs help. But it's just that like, you're so focused on yourself. You can't realize that people can be nice to you and it doesn't cost them anything. Like it doesn't cost guy anything to just be nice to Diane and be a good person in her life. Like it might have some amount of like, give him some amount of pain that he sees his partner in pain, but that's not the same as being in pain because he's helping her. Like, it's just this fallacy that is this difficult part of depression to deal with. And I'm not sure they really, they, they, they implied it a couple times, but I wish they had like outright said it that like, no, that's stupid, Diane. That doesn't mean that you're, you should leave me because I'm the only happiness. Like, it, it just doesn't make sense. Like, I think she's just seeing him as the only happiness because she's depressed. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you know when we got into the grilled cheese thing, I feel like whereas we we somewhat commented on what you're saying, um, but yeah, that's really interesting commentary on that. I think I think like um, everything with what you guys are saying with Diane's depression and in, in terms of Diane and Guy, I think these these are like really interesting stuff. I feel like the show just it's it's like didn't spend enough time with these things yet for me to. Yeah. have have many much feelings on them like i feel like diana is like oh this is am i moving to chicago like i don't know and like what guy like guys role in her life I, I just it was like one episode i don't know i don't know i don't know if i have much of a feeling on if like if that's good for her or if you know i i feel like i feel like we underwrote some diane stuff i think the depression thing is going to continue into next season so our next you know half of the season so i think we're just seeing the beginning of that but what we got is interesting enough so far but it's probably like three minutes total of screen yeah. time you know like i don't i feel like there's not much there for me yet i'll i'll keep it short because i know i keep talking about it but diane is just i think the big thing with diane is that i keep coming back to the fact that they always compare diane to bojack and it's just so unfair to diane 
Like, I think that they might have realized at some point in the writing room that, like, Diane, yeah, has a lot of the same problems as Bojack, but she hasn't killed anybody. She hasn't strangled anybody. She just has depression, and she needs help. And it's just, like, I think that there's just this point in the writing room where they were just like, oh, there might be something a little dangerous comparing Diane to Bojack when Diane is just stuck in this inner mental illness and that's just different than where Bojack is. Like, they're just in very different places. Where is Diane's uh, stupid piece of shit episode? You know, like, Yeah, like, yeah, where is it? Because, like, the thing is, if you have the stupid piece of shit episode from Diane's point of view, it's just a completely different tone. Because the fact is, when Bojack does it, it's like, yeah, Bojack, you killed some people. Like, you are kind of a piece of shit. Like, you messed up a lot of people's lives. And what has Diane done in that stupid piece of shit episode? Like, she feels bad. She yeah, she's, had a uh, shitty, she had a kind of bad marriage. The, the difference is uh, Bojack is like kind of inherently selfish, and Diane yeah. is kind of always thinking of how to make the world a better place. And she's like a much better person. Um, Sam, what do you think of the the part of episode three where Diane is like taking on this new white whale uh, conglomerate? Which um, oh well, quite the power, you know. Very kind of anti-capitalism message we get from from this episode. Diane's really interesting. Um, I, I, I don't know, like, okay, while I can, like, admire and appreciate what they're putting her in with this, like, oh, she wants to expose all the bullshit in the world, and, like, capitalism is bad, which obviously, yes, I agree, it is bad, and it is terrible that, like, everything is owned by, like, four corporations, and nobody's free, on the other hand, it, it's interesting to like compare this Diane to the Diane of season one or season two, where you know maybe she wasn't quite there yet in her ideology. Uh, I think especially being married to Mister Peanut Butter at that point. But you know, we all grow as people, and we all start to really understand what's going on in the world as we grow. You know what I mean? So I yeah. liked it. Nice. It's what yeah. I'm trying to say. Yeah. I, I think that's some there's some funny stuff in that plot line, especially like uh, be legalizing murder for billionaires. Oh, my God. Um, I want to die. One of their most. Uh, oh, my God. In your face pieces of satire, and I guess. But um, yeah, that, that whole conversation like was just the closest we've come to just them outright saying like just that that's the closest we got to reality. That whole conversation is what I'll say. More, even though it's uh, very out there, but also very real. Um, and I think, I think another part of Diane's arc is like, she's, she working for girl cruise, creating the video content. And then, um, she's, uh, after she's working on kind of her own personal essays. So she's, she's, she's now finally working on her own thing, um, moving forward. I think Um, part of it, especially with the white whale stuff is that she's realizing that, oh, I'm not exposing every, anything here. Like everyone knows these people are shitty. It's just that people don't care, and she's in this like de- depressive spiral now. Like that's kind of what happens in the end. Like this whole white whale stuff sets that up. It's understandable. I um, mean, no, I agree with it. Yeah. I Diane's supposed to embody like us right now. Read <laughs> the world. Yeah. Okay. I, see like, that. I just wish, and I think they didn't focus on it because it's just so depressing. Because it's true. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. And then, and then to close out, Dan, where where we leave her, we have these check ins at the end of all the characters at the end of episode seven, so we can uh, conclude where we're at. We see, we see Diane greeting Guy after he went on a trip, um, and she's 
uh, heavier now, so presumably start at the antidepressants after there's a previous Hashtag line. relatable. Yeah. That happened to me. Same. And uh, Dawson Creek, Dawson's Creek was always bad. <laughs> wow, shots fired. Okay. I forgot about that part. Okay. I mean, it, that's kind of the point. It's melodramatic teen trash, and that's, that's what kind of makes it good. Oh I just okay. love Guy, just the way he said it so calmly, like, you just were depressed. <laughs> yeah, that's a very Bojack type joke. Okay. Uh, let's let's move on to Princess Carolyn. Um, she should not have a baby. So I think that's what, kind of what episode two is about or not about, is uh, her dealing with the baby in her busy life and uh, it's visualized with kind of probably the season's most distinctive kind of visual choice of these different colored princess carolyn's like doing all these things around the screen um that permeate throughout the episode i think it's like a very distinctive and effective visual choice for portraying what she's going through uh here um also great use great use of animation too um and uh uh she's you know like and then at the end she's she like voices her uncertainty about being a mom but also like accepts it i guess um and uh we see her dealing with being overwhelmed until the end where she uh hires uh judah to to run to help run the company so she'll be yeah less less busy now that's when i like obviously you know if she wanted the kid you know power to her but I, I don't know, there's, and I, I feel like last season kind of dealt with, there is a line between, you know, wanting a child and wanting to raise one versus having, being primed to have that responsibility, you know, being able to be available, let alone like financially well off, which, you know, Prince Caroline is, Carolyn is. But, you know, having the time and the energy to, like, want to raise this kid and want them to have a happy life. And, you know, like, at the beginning of the season, I didn't think that that was true. I think it was, like, episode two, at least, you know, the beginning and then the middle, I felt like it was a little bit selfish of her to like be like, oh, yeah, I want this kid, but, you know, I'm just gonna fucking do work all the time and do this, that, and the other, and just have the baby with me and have Todd watching nannies, yada, yada, yada. Not to say that nannies are bad. But, you know, having that juggle between her career, which is very important to her, and having Ruthie, I think that was a good thing for her to find throughout the season. Even if it wasn't the most compelling thing, I think for her character, it was good. And, like, I did enjoy watching it. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I I, th- I feel like you were saying like um, maybe was she like uh, was it selfish of her? Was I think I think she was ready to have like the the baby. She just needed to accept the baby's role in her life now. Yeah, I guess that's what yeah, I thought. yeah. So, like she, everything is in place for her to be capable of raising the baby. She just needed to clear space for it. I guess. Yeah. And I think that was good. Um, and I, and I did really like the conversation. Like, what if, you know, like I'm not feeling that thing that they talk about and what if that never comes? And it's like, that's okay. Um, it's like, why is that even what it has to be about? And she also names the baby Ruthie. Um, yeah, that's nice. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I don't know, Sarah, what did, did you, uh, what do you think of Princess Carolyn this season? Uh, I 
just don't like kids, and I don't have any interest in having kids, so it's hard. We're to not the target the demo for this plot. Well, I, I know, Dylan, but I'm just <laughs> saying, like, say. I've never connected with these types of stories. Like, yeah, I like Princess Carolyn, and I like her journey, and I feel like she deserves the best. And it's just hard for me to say, like, oh, this is the best decision for you to make, because I don't think it is the best decision you should make as a person, but she wants it, and she should have it if she the wants it. The one she's making, yeah. Yeah, uh, and she has yeah. the right to make that decision. I'm just saying, like, I think logically it's not the best decision, but people don't make decisions all in logic and stuff like that. Um, I, I also don't, you know, not personally connecting with this at this point in my life and don't find it super compelling. And, like, the last two seasons where we've we've taken princess carolyn it's like oh this is like the least interesting direction you could have taken this character um, no, okay i i, I want to just say like i connected this on a level where not to get too tmi but i don't think that my parents should have like had as many kids as they had and this that and the other so to like have that sort of food for thought that's where i come at princess carolyn's no. mm, from like a societal perspective yeah, yeah. And i, I agree think that's that sam like i really enjoyed princess carolyn's story when it was from the perspective of she wants to be a better mother than her mom like i get that yeah that i really like that part of last season that episode was fantastic um that being said even if even if i don't find like what exactly what they're doing com- compelling i think it's been like very well executed like i think episode two is like very well presented and uh yeah. you know not everything is gonna connect amazingly with every single person um, so I think like, they think they're still handling her character very well. Um, now let, let's, let's talk about, uh, Mr. Peanut Butter, I guess. Um, uh, I guess. do we have the episode to? summaries made his story seem more interesting than it actually ended up I being. don't read the summaries before you watch. Oh my God. Dylan, we don't need to get into that. Just watch it. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? What am I supposed to do? Just watch it. Like, Wait, obviously... no, I have to read the summaries before. So I no, know you don't. Wait, it's Netflix not. just hit it's... played. All the episodes play on their own. Oh my Netflix God. Sometimes forces you to read that. You can, you just don't have to. I'm just like, I didn't read a single summary. Jesus Netflix God. sometimes shows, spoils like the title and the summary before you before you watch it, so they try to fuck okay, anyway. That's why um, phone where they, Mr. there's just not enough room to show you anything, and you just do it. Mr. Peanut Butter is grappling with him cheating last season, <laughs> and uh, and Pickles is also grappling with that, and they uh, have the episode four where he find Mr. Peanut Butter finally tells her, and uh, they start hashing it out and learning to live with it and the way they go about learning to live with it is having pickles also cheat on him with a bunch of guys and that's where we end this uh, this half season <laughs> we, we we almost went somewhere serious with mr peanut butter finally and there's like and at like the last possible second they just did like a hard right turn like do you think the sleeping with a bunch of guys is a hard right turn well no i just mean like in terms of like they had this story and like Mr. Peanut Butter was like finally learned that he doesn't need to talk to someone to reach them. Like he can just listen and yeah, be. Yeah, that was a really good part. And then they were just like, okay, now I'm just gonna now we're just gonna go off the crazy deep end with Mr. Peanut Butter again. And it's just like it feels like yeah. they're just making a joke of it. But the thing is, like, this is a real thing, and we're just covering it up with Mr. Peanut Butter's craziness again. Yeah, I think his plotlines kind of always have to be zany. Um, I just don't think they need to be. Yeah, they after after four we don't do a lot with i mean then we also have the, i guess the other part of mr peanut butter is he becomes the face of depression um with joey uh joey pogo joey pogo we'll talk joey, about joey pogo, pogo. and uh we we see uh after princess carolyn's sad dog meme um he 
It's just the face of depression and going on a depression tour. Um, he gets a scene in DC with uh, Bojack of his uh, crossover episode uh, realized. I thought that was a wonderful scene. Um, oh, that was so good. But like his, his this plot line is like I mentioned, you know, in the beginning, there's things that feel like they didn't end yet. This is I feel like up up at the top of the list is Mr. Peanut Butter's depression tour. Like this is absolutely not gone anywhere yet. So I don't know if this will go places, but it's kind of just there. Right I hope now. that they just don't follow up on it and just have him <laughs> do nothing the rest of the series. Because he point, got his crossover episode. Right, that could have been the finale. For like, him. Yeah, it really could have been. Like, I think the problem with Mr. Peanut Butter is they always seem to, like, be banging this drum of, like, he's a happy person, but he's still sad. Like, he can he has this outward happiness, and I think that's a great thing to, like, dig into as, as like, a character. To be like, yeah, you can be outwardly happy and still have a lot of, like, sadness inside you. But they just keep, like, not engaging it, because I think it's true. I think Mr. Peanut Butter is a sad person. They just keep not engaging the real root of it. Yeah, I think I think they will engage it in part I two. hope so. Um, the that I feel like I haven't you know I think certainly this season makes that claim explicitly I haven't necessarily I don't remember getting that so explicitly from the show before so I think it's interesting to dive into now like Mr oh it's it's ironic that Mr Peanut Butter would be the face of depression because he's so happy but then oh is he actually sad on the inside so like um I think that's you know an interesting thing if they do decide to to actually grapple with it I also think Mr. Peanut Butter deserves Bojack treatment in terms of all the shitty things he's done in his life coming up because he's also a really shitty person, which he hasn't killed anybody though, Dylan. But he is he's different type of shitty. Um and I do think I do think he at at the very least, um he he the difference, I guess, is he kinda unprompted, although he puts it off for months, does tell Pickles and uh they are confronting it together and that's valid and uh at least this season is very interested in dealing with the consequences of that. Um, did not expect it to go in the direction after like he proposes to her because he's guilty la- at the end of last season for them to actually get married and stuff. Like, uh, I don't know. It's interesting. We also dug in the pickle pickles character a lot more than I expected. Like we see her live streams. That's like a f- spent several minutes on that and, um, her emotional state. She's kind of a well-rounded character now, honestly. Uh, I don't know. She's just, she's just not a straight man enough for Mr. Peanut Butter. Cause I think the reason Mr. Peanut Butter worked before is that he was surround. He was like always with Diane and that like worked like he was this crazy silly character with this like much more grounded one but now we have this character who does seem round well-rounded pickles but she's still just too silly to be paired with mr peanut butter i think so their storylines always just go crazy and zany instead of like actually digging to a deep like point yeah i I think they still um are a successful comedic pairing but yeah i I, I think like yeah i i i agree with the dissatisfaction at where we've gone so far with them in terms of the like sleeping with a bunch of people like um i think it's like a valid thing to explore but uh i don't think we've done anything interesting with it yet i don't know um okay how about uh todd here is todd our last uh, last one um that's interesting i thought episode six was one of the most interesting todd episodes yeah i agree i agree it's just it's still todd (laughs) So this is the least zany Todd has ever been because he actually gets a real job and is holding it down towards the end of the season with him being a nanny. And he seems good at it and like he likes it. Um, we I don't like really... his little Brokeback Mountain puppet show. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> we don't we don't have like this big Todd gag. Like we always have a Todd gag throughout the season and it feels like there's not one this season. Yeah, it, 
And I think that's like in a commentary on his character where we're going with him. Um, and uh, we also have his his asexual dating app and he gets a match at the end. That's his, I think, his vignette at the end of episode seven. Um, and then, of course, there's everything in episode six with his stepfather, um, Jorge, who we finally... It's, it, I, I find it interesting that Bojack, it's like, okay, Bojack's ending. What do we have to do? What, what haven't we commented on? It's like, oh, is Todd Latino or not? Okay, we actually have to talk about this. So, <laughs> so let's do that. I'm surprised that we've done this. It's like, I mean, this is like such a necessary thing because like obviously Todd's white, I guess. And the show is it, it, the show. This is part of the show's reckoning with race because it was pretty um tone deaf about race in its early seasons i think and and since then we've started to at least realize it and deal with it a little bit more so like this is definitely some i'm happy i think that i'm happy is the thing that the show did and makes one of its most poignant racial commentaries i think they've done not that that's a high bar um this is a lot better than the jail thing with the nazis and the the two gangs essentially i forgot i didn't out of my mind until you mentioned it um the (laughs) We the, just the comment that like oh Todd gets away with all his zany gags because he's white and privileged like wow that was powerful I, I actually think that was a really powerful commentary mic like, drop like it's like this is, it's a really good point and it makes sense because and and like when you look back like all the time like he's he's always standing next to somebody who's not him who's not like as privileged as him like he's always standing next to like Diane or BoJack or every other person next to him is just someone who isn't as privileged as he is and it. Like, it didn't click until this character said it. Yeah, I, I hadn't thought of it before. And I don't think the show thought of it before. But now that we're thinking of it, I think it's a good commentary to make. Like, I'm not going to give the show credit that, like, we're always going in this direction. Yeah. Certainly not. But uh, this is – if the show is going to be uh, more aware of itself, then I think this is a great thing to do with Todd's character. And um, then, Especially like, when we're ending the hijinks, too. It's like, I, oh, let's explain them. So and, like, if we look back, he ran against this, like, competent, like, black governor of California. And he – almost one as just a white guy who did nothing that's a good point uh, there's all these stories that are like that and the show doesn't comment on it and now it's finally going like hey this worked because he's just he's just a 30 year old white guy yeah i think i think this is one of the more aware things the shows i would still not describe the show as like particularly um racially aware of like what, what it's about and it's involved and stuff but um this is a good step I guess. And I'm glad I'm glad we're talking about this before it ended. This is illuminating for Todd's character. And this whole thing with his mom uh, being in a coma and he's, you know, almost calling her, almost visiting her. So I think I guess that will continue probably um, into, into the second half. Um, other than that, him just being um, uh, Princess Carolyn's uh, nanny, I think it's uh, like, OK, at least there's a reason he's living with her on, on yeah. her couch. I don't know. Maybe they're just friends and they like each other's company. I also do think the show has presented them as friends and that's been cute. Yeah. Yeah. Like them actually becoming friends, like compare this to like his life with Bojack. Like she actually seems to like treat him as a person despite how weird their arrangement is. Yeah, she, yeah, that, that's true. She, it's like, oh, that's a basic thing, treating him like a person. But Todd is ridiculous, so that's yeah. kind of. Uh, I will say the one zany thing Todd does is in episode two, he uh, accidentally almost gets Untitled Princess Carolyn Project developed into a TV show. <laughs> that was um, funny, though. It was much less, uh, much less time given to that than usual Todd's gags, but I thought it was good. And then ended Birthday Dad ends up being a TV show. Um, oh, Birthday Dad. 
show follows up on a lot of small things from last season. It's like, okay. Sure. I feel like Birthday Dad needs to be a full season gag. It was like a one minute gag. I found the Birthday Dad show, the concept of it, pretty funny. Um, <laughs> but they just kept doing it. And I'm like, we don't need to keep filming it. We get it. It's like Quantum Leap, but with Birthday Dad. It's it's like uh, oh it's about this uh, white dude. No, he'll be uh, visiting inter- different intersectional people every every week and yeah. uh, helping them. Have their birthday. That that was really funny too. Yeah, on their birthday. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, I think anything else from the main characters we didn't uh, hit on too much. Um, their fine five way phone call in the beginning. Um, Diane falling asleep was really funny. Uh, on the call. Yeah. Would she like? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, I want to talk about uh, to start to close things out here. The we've hit, talked about them a lot. The the, the new characters from this season um, go through uh, each one. Uh, we have Guy. We talked about Guy a lot. Um, he's he's cute. Uh, but he's a, yeah. He's I mean, a buffalo. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what to say about animal characters like that. But uh, he's, he's cute. He's, yeah, Dylan, I'm yeah. with you here. I'm like, <laughs> so, like, I'm oh like my okay, fucking yeah. god! Like, I mean, you guys have a, Team Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, I think that uh, I'm not one weird. of those people being like, oh, the beast is so hot and beauty and the beast. Like, okay, sure. Uh, okay. Uh, we obviously all know <laughs> that the beast <laughs> We all think that the beast is hotter than the prince. Like, okay, come well, on. Yeah, yeah, that's the meme. Um uh, That's not a meme, that's the truth. It's the reality. Okay. Uh the season said meme, so memes are relevant, I guess. Or whatever. Um, uh Lakeith Stanfield is a guy, I think he was really good, and he's he's great and appealing in every role that he's he's in. Um and uh, we've uh, a lot of great uh new voice actors this season. Um we also who who's uh next on, on the, the, the I mean, Justin we... guy? Well, okay, this was one of the most uh confusing <laughs> characters to me. <laughs> Someone explain the Justin Bieber character. Okay. I who was it voiced by? Because it's definitely a woman, right? Hillary Swank, it which kind of does not bode well to me. Yeah, for build bode well for what? Um, so Hillary Swank was in this movie called Boys Don't Cry, in which she played a trans man. Yep, I was literally going to say the exact same thing. Yeah, so this doesn't bode well for me, <sighs> or probably anybody with a brain, hopefully. But mm, just the way know. these characters presented, it's very much ambiguous. It is, but the way yes, I agree. What I'm saying is I agree with your analysis, Sam, and the fact the way he dresses is very stereotypical of that. And the way he has a voice of a woman. It's like it could just be a joke about Justin Bieber, but that seems like ten years too late. Right. Yeah, that, that's like, my thing. It's like if unless this is we're doing something gender wise with this character, like why did we decide now is the time to have a Justin Bieber character on the there show? There's like, that this... whole like lesbians look like Justin Bieber meme ten years yeah. ago. <laughs> just, just why is Justin Bieber relevant now? Like it's <laughs> well, he's like he's always relevant. Obviously, I, I really don't know how I, I feel. He, about I think he this. got married recently. Um, there you go. Uh, yeah, this is yeah okay. Well, I mean, we can, I guess we can save the commentary until they do something I'm not, with that. Yeah. I'm just saying, if the joke is just that Justin Bieber like sounds like a girl like ten years ago, sure, whatever. It's a dumb joke, whatever. Moving on. But if there's, I'm ske- I'm skeptical and nervous about where I would, yeah, yeah, I would be skeptical. Too, on this. We'll I mean, you know, it's made. The season's made, so we'll see. At Raphael, what was the I, intention of casting Hillary Swank? I think we'll maybe well maybe we'll find out next. I just week, think that so. it's kind of like has there been a single trans character on this show? I don't think so. Uh, uh, um, 
Yeah. And and like so. if this is going to be it, it feels like the type of thing they would do to try to fit one in in the last season if they found out this was the last season. Yeah. And that concerns that does me. does sound like, like a thing Bojack would do. What'd you say, Dylan? does sound like a thing Bojack yeah, would do. Like, yeah, and, and like, because like, they're like, oh, we didn't touch on this thing. They'd like to have a social mm-hmm. issue all the time. Yeah. And like, that's good. Like, like, sure, have a social issue. Talk about it. But I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah, uh, valid. So <laughs> we'll see what's up with <laughs> Joey, po- it, like, Joey Pogo. Um, we got, uh, Dr. Champ, I think maybe, uh, along with Guy, maybe, or maybe Dr. Champ, even more of a major new character here, um, is, uh, is not actually a doctor, just <laughs> named doctor, uh, voiced by Sam Richardson, who's very, very funny in Veep. Um, and, uh, I think this was an interesting character, um, Doc, Dr. Champ, <laughs> and he's the, the horse, the horse therapist. That's a very Bojack. He's yeah, gay. He's oh yeah he's gay I forgot about that yeah but um, sorry I didn't see the comment on his first name actually be doctor I, mean, I think that's on, I think it ends up on his name is Mister so. yeah let's yeah and Bojack realizing that moment like wait you're he's not like, actually oh, no. a doctor <laughs> yeah your just name is doctor yeah I li- I like Doctor Champ I don't have much else to say but there you go uh, we have uh, Sharona the former hairdresser on. Um, on the, the TV show, Horsing Around, uh, voiced by Rachel Bloom. Okay, so I looked at the credits on an episode that features Rona. Rachel Bloom is not in the credits. Was there a different voice actor for Sharona? Like, was Sharona a character? Oh, you mean, yeah, you mean this season? Yeah, she was a character season? before, like, season one. Oh, you think, uh, maybe this is wrong. This is just on Yeah, the that's what I, that's my Sam theory. If you want <laughs> Wikipedia, wrong, uh, Wikipedia might be wrong. Um, anyway, regardless, my feelings. If regardless, Sh- Sharona is uh, is is an important part of at least one of these episodes, right? Um, yeah, yeah, and t- takes the fall for well, Sarah Lynn like having alcohol. Bojack forces it us. on her. Yeah, yeah, and then they talk like it's, she's in his new AA meeting, and they talk, yeah. and 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 he learns from Hollyhock, and I think this is a good moment for him. Like you learned from Hollyhock that, yeah, the conversation can just be as simple as, I'm sorry. Yeah, and he gets a haircut from her, and it's gray hair now. So, that's what happened. Um, I think that was a interesting... Uh, and I don't, I don't think no one will necessarily see her again, but I think that yeah. was, like, the effective short, short appearance from that character. Um, we have... Uh, I mean, Jorge, we talked about, he's really only in... Uh, D- uh, one episode, but voiced by my fave Jaime Camille, um, and uh, he's a, who who is a, he was uh, Eclipse's husband and star, and uh, he's yeah. Uh, I, th- th- I thought that was an interesting character. Speaking of Jorge, one second, this reminds me of part of the Todd plot where he steals Diane's ID, and I thought we were gonna make a joke about him being trans at some point with the ID stuff. Like it just felt like where they were going, then they went with the race stuff, which makes sense with where they were ending it with but i thought we were gonna go there like the, it was interesting that he didn't ask like he was more surprised about the last name than the first name. it was interesting <laughs> that's true that's true yeah i mean they used it to make a commentary on the thing they were commenting on yeah and um, that's fine yeah, it makes yeah, sense yeah. it just i'm glad they didn't make a joke about it but it's interesting that there was no comment about it still. yeah that's fair yeah um yeah i liked i liked uh jorge and seeing uh, a family member with todd um we we've uh why I forget the guy's name, but white new white whale. Uh, his name is white whale. This is his name is. I mean, he had a first name. It's it's that. something fucking boring, like yeah, John some, or something. <laughs> I think it was a little more old timely. I don't know, but yeah, he's uh, 
I, I like the video they play them. He's very funny in that. He's a we're, Steven Root, right? Yeah, he's a, he's it's a been, white whale guy. We're, we're, we're leading up to too much. When can we talk about Margot Martindale, Dylan? Oh, yeah. So what the fuck's up with the beginning? <laughs> I forgot about that. I was like, oh, here's Margot Martindale. She's going to be a major part of the plot. No, like yeah, she just, she, like, what, what, what's the point of her being there? When you look up my, look, when you go to heaven, look up Margot Martindale. Yeah, my th- movies will be there, but I won't. I love her. She's great. I was like, oh, this is going to be a part of Bojack being exposed. Like, no, she's just in the beginning of the episode. That's it. Yeah, why not? It's so random. It is like as random as her initial appearance as like a nun. But yeah, I guess that makes sense. It feels like, okay, I'm constructing this as we talk about it, Dylan. So bear with me. It seems like they're framing her as kind of like a parallel to Bojack because she's this person who killed a lot of people. She did that, even if she was silly and the best. Like, she killed a bunch of people with guns, and then she just disappeared. She went, like, like she internally, like, came to terms with that, and then she just said, hey, I'm leaving. I did it. I'm done. And, like, I think that might be a parallel, but also it's Margot Martindale, and what the fuck was any of this? I have no commentary on what they're doing with Margot Martindale. <laughs> like, what was Let's the see point? if she comes back. At least we followed up on that random scene from last season, but... but yeah, yeah, that fucking scene with the balloon! Which we, spent, the... <laughs> we spent, like... Yeah. The thing is that episode eight's all about these like side characters that we follow up on throughout the episode, but we don't get a second scene with Margot Barndale. No. I'm like, oh, okay, here's uh here's a Kelsey came back. Oh, when are we coming back to Margot Martindale? No, oh, my bitch, Kelsey. This, this episode would end with Paige meeting Margot Martindale. Like I was convinced. Yeah. I guess let's get back to we haven't talked that much about Kelsey. We can end with that. Um, but back to uh, finishing up the new characters. We had White, Mr. White Whale's assistant, the uh, Barnacle. Who was like, yeah, oh. I was very confused as to what she was. Very just uh, yeah, I didn't know either. I just got it from uh, Lisa Hannawalt's Twitter. But yeah, but yeah. Oh. Ah. there you go. And then Paige, the uh, old timey Hollywood reporter, reporter in episode eight. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, didn't land with me. Didn't land with you? No, I, I didn't think it was very funny. Abs- yeah. Absolutely did not land with me either. But yeah. I guess this is for people older than us. I don't know. Is there anything funny yeah. about her? Like, honestly? I didn't find any parts of that funny, honestly. Um, but we're also, I guess, I don't know. It is, it's like parodying old movies, right? And stuff. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, it seems like I guess she'll be in more of the season. So there you go um and she's an assistant um and uh okay let's get back to uh, we talked about gene i think enough from then holly hawk enough from that but kelsey does the uh yeah. ends up she's directing like a a commercial but that's not a commercial and then she's uh gets an interview for the new fire flame uh superhero movie um and i think that part of this episode is very funny um, it's, it's definitely trying to be like this is captain marvel yeah well, you know, like, or yeah. Wonder Woman, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Sarah, superhero uh, Stan, what did you think of the commentary on superhero properties and female superhero properties here? Uh, this is very accurate, like 100%. Like, they're just like, we're gonna have this movie about a female superhero after all the other ones have had like trilogies and other things like that, and now we can have this movie. And I think that there's like, I really liked Kelsey's dialogue specifically. Her her main thesis that like you need to comment on the fact that people won't like her because that's the point that's the difference like like I think that there's been I think the woke thing right now is that like women and men 
aren't the same in just how they're treated and this like you should comment on that you should just be like women are like powerful and stuff like there is that like struggle there and i think that's what kelsey's just really upset with because she saw the way that the guy like put down the female producer in that interview like she she's that seemed to like trigger this thing in her where she's like yeah this isn't me and i think that was really powerful and really cool but then we get out of that meeting and she does the same thing to gina where she just realizes oh this person is hurt i can't reach out to her that's fine like like, like she immediately tosses gina aside and it's just like it's very reflective and i'm not saying she's to blame for it it's just very reflective of the stuff that it's just she just got out of being like so like um much like a champion for i think that's very interesting and just how the world is yeah that's interesting um i didn't think of that as a connection between those two scenes um sam what did you think of seeing bay kelsey again um obviously i love that she is you know the lesbian so why not as like okay so full full disclosure we were kind of hoping that diane was gonna date a woman Oh, it was an ambiguous review that we saw that uh, yeah that kind of had like the wording that it seemed like it was going to go that way but it didn't i mean there's still eight episodes we'll see yeah, um i'm not hopeful but i thought the kelsey stuff was there was a really interesting meta commentary going on there that i, I obviously i don't think it was intentional given like the timelines but all right so two gun birdie right yeah walt show uh, got canceled like a couple months ago. Um, only one season. Uh, created by Lisa, a woman, versus Bojack Horseman, mega successful Netflix show, created by uh, Raphael. Uh, six seasons. Uh, got the end on its own terms. And I thought the um, the playback between Kelsey and like the dude bro director, like th- there was like a lot of like unintentional commentary going on there with that situation, even though like it's a, it's a more general situation that just happens. But it's kind of funny how that ended up happening in real life to the yeah. two people who were most important to this show. Not funny, but like sad and a funny oh, funny how that works out kind of way. Um, so th- that that's something that I was really thinking about with Kelsey's stuff. I was just happy to see her, and now this superhero thing, which is... So, I don't like superhero movies. That's fair. I used to really like them when I was a kid, but I don't really like them now, and I think it kind of sucks that, you know, in order to be able to work, and what's her fucking name? Patty Jenkins, I think her name is. Whoever directed the Wonder Woman movie. Yeah, that's Patty Jenkins. Yeah, um... That's kind of like her story. Like she was this indie director. She did a monster in 2003 and then she went on to do wonder woman. She kind of had like a huge dry spell in between. And that kind of sucks that, you know, you do these like, you know, serious independent drama movies that are really acclaimed by a certain group of people. And you don't really get too much notice after that and you kind of have to like claw your way back up to working again and it just so happens to be like a superhero movie which you know a director can like spin their own commentary on which i think kelsey was uh pitching at like her break-in meeting there but it just to me that just kind of sucks it kind of like compromises what they actually want to do you know what i mean yeah, um, that, I think this, the, the parallel, going back to the beginning, was really interesting that you mentioned in terms of them being 
uh, the male and female creators of shows and they made the whole uh, like uh, lunch or whatever. And yeah, I think, I think that's a really good call. Um, and yeah, I think what we did with Kelsey was really interesting this episode. I don't know. Are we going to follow up again? Probably not. On, God, this on seems... these people. I think Kelsey, this is the end. I don't think we need to do more with her. I think this was us. I think this was the show saying what Bojack did, uh, what, what Bojack did Kelsey was bad, but like, there are worse things to talk about. Like this yeah. is on on the scale of things. There's worse. Yeah, I think Kelsey would be least likely to come back. Hollyhock's definitely coming back. Gina, I could see going either way. Yeah, Gina, I I almost said that in that what I was saying, like that Gina's done. But like it is, it could go either way here. It could I? I mean, I guess I could also see this being an ending though. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really depressing. But yeah. It is, but it's it's real. And it's real. It's real before we move on from Kelsey, I just want to say that this whole plot line really struck home with me because I'm at this point where I'm like, in a different situation where like this male privilege stuff was really like hitting home for me and these conversations were ones that I've been on both sides of, which is really weird. Um, and it's just, it's so weird watching stuff like this. And that's really all I have to say for me. Nice. nice. Okay. Um, I guess, I guess, uh, speaking of Sarah, any, any other thoughts on anything else from Bojack getting into wrapping up here? Spoke so much already, Dylan. I'm excited. For, I want to see the next half. Okay. I really want to see the next half. And I, I don't think there's much more to say until then. Um, well, you know, we have a bunch of podcasts. Okay. Okay. Do, so. okay. Besides all the podcasts and all that crap. Oh, wait. Maybe there's like a joke that I really liked. Oh, we didn't talk about episode four and how the gag there was like amazing and I loved it. Even though. Yeah, I thought that was actually really funny. <laughs> just the, just them hiding. The yeah. Time I heard, time in the house, it was yeah. so extended, but I found it funny every fucking time. I don't it know. Was, probably the best CNE gag that the show has done. I also thought the gag where Mr. Peanut Butter got the drink and he like and told asked if he wanted whipped cream and he's like, uh, what? Is there supposed to be whipped cream on this? Uh, yeah. I, I it, yeah, I mean, I'm, I may be I want to rewatch everything, everything, but especially that episode. I was maybe more on the side of it went on a while, um, rather than successful all the time. But I think it's It's like that stupid joke from Star with the Bois thing, where it's like, just keep doing this for like hours. It's not a good. It's not the comparison I would make, but okay. <laughs> but just, We're really hitting on our target demo here with yeah. making these Star Wars Force to be horror. But I just be feeling yeah. it's the stupid kind of joke that for some reason hits me, and I know it shouldn't hit me, and it does. <laughs> No, I think that's going to be a very popular episode. And I really appreciate that they did something like that. Um, I want to see more episodes like Surprise in the, the back half. Um, I mean, there's a whole unionizing plot we've been talking yeah, about. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Yeah. Okay, Sam, how about that in your final thoughts? Well, I want to have more final thoughts, but um, unionizing, it's important. And I wouldn't be surprised at the whole... So it was like a big news story a couple months ago that um, was it just right. the BoJack writers who went on no, strike? The, all the, the, the whole the whole writers guild. Yeah, and yeah, I you think know, this was a commentary on that. Yeah, yeah and I, I thought it was good to bring light to that, especially in that context and context of the world that we live in nowadays. And I kind of felt like again, like really not happy with Princess Carolyn throughout most of like that happening because she was like oh, we're just going to trick him. And then she remembers, oh, yeah, I was on that side once. And then she grows empathy like, bitch, come on. I I just, it's in that kind of situation still, like, it's hard for me to say that what I would do. Like, it's it's hard to be, it's like, I've never been in a situation where it's like, I have to choose my own, like, like an amount of money that large and, like, 
helping standing for my values it's like i don't know what i would do and I, it's hard for me to say what like what whether she does like she obviously doesn't do the right thing but it's hard to say whether like it's not sympathetic for me like it's hard yeah um i i i don't know how successful i thought that that assistance strike plotline was as a commentary on like the writers and stuff i don't didn't see too many direct parallels but i wouldn't doesn't necessarily let informed in that but um yeah i don't know I think this plotline, for the record, I meant more these kinds of plotlines in general. I do think this plotline was kind of weak. I think it was very blunt, and it wasn't super tactful, but I do think it was effective. I mean, it just ended so cleanly, and I didn't like that. Okay. Um, uh, I I mean, I guess, Sam, and any other final thoughts? or And what are your final thoughts? I know I just complained about wanting to share more final thoughts, but I don't think I have too many. Um, <laughs> you know what? I am a person and I deserve to speak sometimes, Dylan. Okay, then. This is your floor, Sam. Speak, speak about whatever you want right now. Fine. I will speak about how you know, Bojack going to rehab is very interesting. Not really. I don't really care. Do you have any hot takes on cold food? Was there food? Oh, fucking honeydew. Oh, the no, honeydew. No, no, the cinnamon the back. They had, like the cinnamon. cinnamon they had the cinnamon I, button too. Yeah. I don't really like cinnamon. Really? Just, just in general. Just in general. Not even on a hot bun. No. I'm. Oh yeah, there was a five guys. Okay. Oh yeah, there's oh, yeah, a five, five guys. I definitely thought. Um, yeah. Full disclosure: I have worked for said company in the past and i dylan was like oh yeah sam there's a joke for you in one of these episodes is it really for you it's just not like, really yes. I, I didn't say it's for sam. i just thought of sam <laughs> it's, it's, it's for me it's a very obvious joke about five guys right it's, yeah it's like where it's like oh how's the weather up there for tall people it's like the same it's the one <laughs> joke yeah so sam sam would know how many five guys there are in five guys please tell me no okay <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. It's a a secret. Uh, More Diane. More... Just more feelings. I don't know. I'm apprehensive on where the second half of the season is going to go and how I'm going to feel about it. And... I don't know. I just want to feel my feelings and sit down. Are Are you standing now? No, I mean, okay, so episode just, episode, the season, half season, whatever, just dropped today, and, like, obviously, I watched it all when we podcast about it. I just want to, like, live. Process it. With, yeah, process the feelings yeah. I'm getting from yeah. these episodes, because it's hard to, like, parse, you know, things that I am feeling about them, and how they relate to me as a person, and how they relate to other people, and yeah, da 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 that's why you need to finish the episode six minutes before the pod, and then you're ready. Oh. Yeah, that's what Sarah did. Um, yeah, I, but, but I think uh, despite us doing a same night podcast, BoJack is maybe a particularly bad reactions type show. Like I think wow. last, last season, my feelings were fairly different rewatching the season. So I would say that's very possible that I feel differently about things second viewing. Um, but I don't know. That makes sense. It's like a deep show. There's a lot of like fast lines of dialogue too that you can maybe appreciate better. 
um, with more time. I don't know. This is the um, first season I watched completely with subtitles, and I've been stupid not doing that the whole time. The, you, you need subtitles. Yeah. How do you not watch subtitles with everything? I don't. I, no, I just okay. didn't. Well, that's more I, I'm, of a. I'm becoming. I've been swayed. Okay. I'll admit, I was wrong. Some some shows are subtitle shows. Some shows are not. What That's does that show. mean? Every show is a subtitle show. I know. In I know, Sam watches every show. Some like yeah, like, I don't want to watch like yeah. a really beautiful animated show. Like like BoJack, I'm not saying isn't like a well animated show. It's just like it's not like Your Name, where like every part of the screen like needs to be like. Yeah, in, but in, you should watch that. But I need to know what they're saying. Because um, I feel like Sam is watching like. Um, like either Amazon or Hulu on like a TV app and like the subtitles were like annoying and they like were distracting. Like there's they like appeared early. So like, I don't like it then. Like if it, it distracts me at all now, this is like the most, this discussion doesn't matter. I'm sorry for breaking it up. <sighs> That's not nice. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> in some ways, this is our most practical discussion of the night. So uh, there you go. Okay. Let, I, have those, I have no, that's those, no further thoughts on Bojack. So we'll see uh, how we feel. We'll get into episode discussions here. Um, get uh, Alex probably hosting his first episode discussion at some point. Let us know what you thought of these uh, eight episodes of Bojack. You could leave a comment at overlyanimated.com. Um, leave a comment on our YouTube, youtube.com slash overlyanimated. Come talk about it with us on our Discord, overlyanimated.com slash Discord. Um, and, uh, like I said, more BoJack podcasts coming. So make sure you subscribe on your podcast app or on YouTube to not miss our future BoJack talk. If you enjoyed this, consider supporting us via Patreon at patreon.com slash overly animated. Uh, thank you to all our current patrons, especially our patron podcast, Alex, aka Esteban Universidad. And thanks to our patron executive producers, Ryan Steve Alex Peters, Hugh, Michael, and Needle. Um, shout out to Needle because at some point they proposed naming the baby Needles. Uh, and oh so I thought of Needle. Um, and <laughs> I'm sure he'll love that. Oh my god, Diane's names for the baby were amazing. I think Needles is an obvious like porcupine name. I think they should have went with that. Um, does Needle watch Bojack? Yes. Okay. Does, Bo- does Needle watch anything? Yeah, well, that's a better question. I think Needle Needle is not caught up on Bojack, but watches it. Um, which is yeah. How do you not catch up on Bojack? That's okay. Uh, so more Bojack podcasts coming, and we're eagerly anticipating part two of this final season six as well thanks for listening guys we will see you next time bye bye bye